podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scored. Only chance in my team like Man U. Trying to get in again. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mugga. I'm joined this week by Sebi. Yo, what's good? I'm good, brother. How you doing? Yeah, man. You know, surviving, surviving. Can't complain, yeah? Mm-hmm. Elijah Bulungoli, how far? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> They're calling you Manchester United's next financial advisor off the back of that last... That last hey. Hey, you know what? Get me in the, the, the boardroom. You actually might see, see us do some good deals. That's what I'm going to say, bro. <laughs> lovely, lovely stuff. For, for those of you who are wondering what we're referring to, myself and Elijah recorded a free Patreon pod last week uh, covering Man- Manchester United's current financial uh, position, how we got here, what it looks like going forward. So if you're somebody who's interested in that sort of thing, just go onto our Patreon page. And it's uh, it's not behind a paywall. And if you like that and you want to see what else we've got going on on the Patreon, uh, just sign up uh, and you get our exclusive content. And we're also joined by Reams. How are you doing, Reams? What? Suspense. Okay. I guess not good. All right. Before, <laughs> before we get into the podcast... Uh, prof i've got to do the usual and plug the socials uh, if you're not at this point following us on the twitter you should be tlf underscore mugga uh, our podcasts come out every tuesday morning that is mugga on the touchline fracker feed if you're somebody who's interested in the visuals drop us a dm let us know um otherwise it's, it's just me who can be asked so the visuals don't come out okay with that being said back to back wins this week so uh Previous pod was a tough week for us. We got that draw against um, Crystal Palace um, and we had the loss against Arsenal. We've bounced back with convincing wins against both um, Nottingham Forest and Reading. Um, Elijah, let's start with you. Um, comfortable win in the Carabao Cup semi-final and obviously a comfortable win against Reading. Um what did you think about the performance against Reading? Because I think um, a lot of fans were expecting heavy rotation, which we didn't get. Um, what was your thoughts going in? Yeah, it's just that 
like, like I was saying, like the other week, Ten Hag, he just has a sickness for win. So clearly, he's just gonna roll out the same eleven as much as he can, and and see how far we can get. Which doesn't hurt. <laughs> Everyone's gonna fall down in March. Brother, it, it, if he does it against Barcelona, it just doesn't bode well for the rest of the season, to be honest. But um, yeah, it was a strong. It was, a, I think outside of our centre-backs and, yeah, outside of our centre-backs, I think that was our strongest eleven. I think Shaw's out with an illness or something, so couldn't play him. And Obviously, that was out injured, so basically outside the back four, there's Rich, Wills, Varane and Martinez resting, and then our two full-backs are unavailable. It's pretty much our strongest eleven. Um, yeah, it was all right. I, I feel like first half people were people were complaining a bit. We 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 created enough chances to to be ahead. Um, I don't. I think Anthony. Um, overall, that was his best game I've seen seen him have for us. Uh, Veghorst, I preferred this this performance to the one against Nottingham Forest because I felt like it was more of a focal point rather than dropping deep and like relying on rare effort to stretch the pitch but that may be because Redden were just sitting back so much he did it, he couldn't physically drop deep himself um rare Ashford was decent bruno was pretty shit for me um ericsson was ericsson will get onto that later um and yeah it was the first half was pretty okay and then second half um Anthony, he played that ball, I think, was two times in the first half and it should have garnered a goal from Bruno, at least. Um, plays it to Casemiro with a lovely finish. Um, then, quickly after, Casemiro gets another with a slightly deflected shot, which is nice. And then Fred rounds it up and then we, we can see the goal from a corner, which is whatever. Um, but overall, it's just one of them games where it's just like... Because it was because it was our first eleven against the championship team, we're just like... Um, let's just get through it. Um, if there was more of the younger players playing from from the start, then maybe I'll be I would have been a bit more interested. But yeah, it was quite a boring watch for me until like Perlesi came on and Garnacho and Mano and, and things like that. So yeah, cool. Um, Reams, allowed you just reeled off the names of some of our younger players um, who. I'm expecting slash hoping we'll see a lot more of uh, this this half of the season. Um, what did you think about their cameos against um, against Reading, Mano, Palestri, etc.? Um, I think Main Mano and Palestri or Garnacho, just Mano and Palestri. All I the above, that, yeah, all the above is cool. Um, I think. I know, like when, when, like when it came on, obviously Redden went down to ten men. It kind of got a bit like, what's the word I'm looking for, Elijah? Um, disjointed for a little bit. Um, obviously they they made a lot of subs. Um, shifted the shape around a bit. Anthony came into the middle. Palestri on the right, Garnacho on the left. I think. Um, they didn't really do much. The wide players. I think Garnacho. There was a chance he had where he was through on goal. He he, he chopped up the defender, had a shot, but it was offside. And then there was another opportunity he had where he put it on a plate for Anthony um, f- to score and he like swung at it first time and like fell over and just didn't make any connection with the ball like he, he had like five minutes to like take a touch and like score if he really wanted to but other than that the wingers didn't really do much I think I was quite um 
yeah, Palestri, like he, he got on the ball a few times, you know, tried to like come inside, um, connect with um Anthony, who was playing like between the lines, um, go outside and dribble. Like he did, but like he didn't really, he wasn't able to really get his game off like that. Obviously, he's only about 15 minutes, and obviously, the game state when they came on was a little bit, it was a bit, it was like an end of a game game state, if that makes sense. But like as it, as it was developing, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'd love to see like 10, 15 minutes more of this because there was like getting into the swing of things. But um, Maino's cameo was quite interesting because um, he came on and he was really like the deepest of the midfielders. It was him and Fred in like a pivot, essentially. And Fred was more pushing forward and Maino was more like dropping deep or picking up the ball from deep, connecting um, connecting with like the full backs, Anthony, whatever, and like passing forward. And that's the kind of role that I see him in going forward as more of like a deeper eight, picking it up from deep dribbling out of pressure, carrying the ball up the pitch, progressing the ball that way with his dribbling and passing. And of course, like his ability to win the ball, but he made a sick tackle, like right at the end of the game, like an athletic, acrobatic tackle where he's like, the defender was in front of him and he's like wrapped his foot around the ball and like spun around with the ball and come away with it, like a Moises Caicedo type tackle. It was crazy. So I'm glad that um, Ten Hag is like, maybe identified that that's more of his position instead of like a number 10 in between the lines like he played against Charlton. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't, um, I'm sorry, I have to interject. I've got a question for you. I didn't watch it and I haven't seen much of him generally. Um, how do you think physically he, he will deal with the men's game? Do you think he'll need to be brought along more slowly or from what you saw, are you actually a bit more impressed that he'll be able to cope physically? I think in the youth teams, like, his game is very physical. Like, he's always fighting guys off, like, using his body to protect the ball, blah, 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 dribbling out of Thomas about that. In a men's game, he'll probably struggle a little bit more with that. Like, it's hard. Like, someone like Paul Pogba, who's, like, tall and strong, and, like, Elijah, you know how Paul Pogba always receives the ball, like, with his back to goal, and, like, he's always, like, trying yeah. to... He's always trying to whine on, man, and fight people off, and he gets it nicked off him and stuff like that. Like, Kobe does that a lot as well. And, like, he's not as tall, and he's not as strong as Paul Pogba was, so... Even if he is physically ready, that style of play is, is, is a difficult style of play. Like, the only person I've really seen play like that and, like, be successful with it is Musa Dembele. And that's because, like, the ball was stuck to his feet and he could, like, twist mm. and turn in any direction. Yeah, but I yeah. think over the summer, I think Kobe maybe went from, like, five foot six, seven to five foot nine. That's from his, like, 16, that's from his, like, 17 to 18 summer. So next year, there might even be another physical growth. Maybe he will max out maybe at like 5'11". Physically strong, strong shoulders, strong core, strong legs. So I think he'll be fine physically. And he's, and he's, not, and he's not done growing yet. Yeah, oh. and, and also with that, I just hope that one thing is that because he will be playing in the Premier League, I've, I hopefully, well, hopefully we'll be playing in the Premier League or like the Championship or something like that if he goes on loan. Hopefully he doesn't get into the bad habits where he's, because he's just stronger than Mm. everyone else he gets into those, those bad habits where he thinks he can push everyone off the ball agreed so, I yeah. think that's a great point I think part of what Popo was able to do in Italy was physically dominate um, yeah. and you could tell that at times he would rely on that and put himself in positions which are guys like Messi wouldn't even put himself in that position um, <laughs> and think that he could just rely on his strength to get out of it and it's it's, it's not the case in the Premier League so that's a, a really valid point Palestri is an interesting one. Um, I want to ask you a bit more about him, Reems, because Alanga's been strongly linked to a loan. Anyone who listens to Mugga uh, and generally watches Manchester United probably isn't a big fan of Alanga. Um, 
Palestri came in with a decent reputation. Diego Forlan, Uruguayan legend, had spoken him up quite a bit. And he was playing for Uruguay, but we were sending him out alone to obscure La Liga sides. Was getting games in the World Cup. Um, and he's come and he's made a few cameo appearances in the Cup games. And he's really impressed. Do you think if Alanga goes away, we start to see him start games and he becomes more of a fixture in this side, this half of the season? Um, I, I think... I... Sorry, I think as of now, I think Pulisic's probably taking Alanga's role in the squad. Because if you think of what Alanga's role was like at the first half of the season, he was really more the... He, he at, a, at a point, he was like maybe like the first attacking option off the bench. And then Garnacho came and he took over that role as like the first yeah. attacking option off the bench. And then um, Alanga was kind of used as maybe like a, a guy that could come out and close out a game, play the last five, ten minutes in a game that we're winning, right wing option. I think Palestri will come and take that now, that role. Like maybe like when we rotate, he'll be like the right wing option. Like I think Garnacho will still be the first guy off the bench. When Martial comes back, obviously there'll be one of him at Weghorst and Garnacho, they'll be the first attacking options off the bench. And then Palestri will be the guy that maybe gets that last substitution or rah, 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 rah. So I think when Martial comes back, I don't think there's going to be a role for Elanga anymore which is probably why yeah, he yeah, yeah. you can Palestri, probably see that Palestri, yeah. Palestri's taking that 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 Alanga spot and yeah, I think so the, min- the minutes Alanga was eating up the minutes are going to go to Palestri now yeah which is good I think and with the amount of games we've got between now and the end of Feb Dick, he's going to start I want to see him from the start he's going to have to start a few games just just general care of the squad I think at some yeah. point Ten Hag will have to take a will have to take a look and make a decision um, I'm going to come across to Seb I want to talk about the midweek game um, the League Cup or Carabao Cup, shall I say, semi-final first leg. Rashford bagged another home goal. Um, comfortable win for us. Um, couple of questions, Seb. What you thought of the performance? And secondly, what sort of lineup you anticipate us going with ahead of what should be a a, a place in the final? Yeah, man. I think I think the performance was okay. I think um, like the last two performances or last three haven't been. For me, like all that, but like I don't know, like it could be a a, a a thing where Ten Hag is saying, "Listen, obviously we need to win the game, but try to reserve your energy as best you can, like because we have like so many fixtures coming up, and then also again as mentioned earlier on, he loves to play the same side. So I don't think you know was any there's, there was anything to 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 kind of jump about." Um, to, to jump up or down about. But I was happy that, you know, of course, like Rashford continued to score and was able to to get the 3-0. I think the 3-0 was super important because 2-0 means Ten Hag is One free. goal. Yeah, yeah, one goal and the tight balance. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's long, it's long, it's long. So 2-0 was a bit, it was a bit, uh, was a bit mad. And Alanga managed to probably do one of the best things he's done in his career, a little chip <laughs> Bruno, uh, which I, which I, which I did appreciate and Bruno finished. So yeah, going into the next game, I'm, I'm, I want to say heavy rotation, but I feel like it's going to be half and half. Like, I feel like um, maybe Varane, and Martinez come back in just for match rhythm going into the Prem. Um, and maybe, like, he might do a McFred. Well, that's all we have unless Casemiro plays, which I don't think he should. Um, and then maybe Rashford does, can can chill for, for now because that guy is riding That Rashford train, he's riding it. He's riding that like Oli. <laughs> he's like, what? in his money's worth out of that kid, man. 
Hey, listen, man. Whatever Rashford is gonna get in his new contract, he he fully deserves it after after this, man. So um, it's actually even so funny. I, I think about um, the game against City, yeah, where Rashford was like injured, and Ten Hag says, "Yeah, man, you have to you have to push through the pain, bro." <laughs> he was saying, "You got to rise, you got to rise it." Basically, said you got to rise it. He said you got to rise it. He said he, he said you got to suffer. It's like some people they can't suffer. But Rashford, he has to suffer. So, but hopefully he gets um, just a more uh, more of a rest. Um, so yeah, I'm just anticipating maybe like half the team gets swapped out. But obviously, um, Nottingham Forest are probably gonna go all out for it. So yeah, it's still a bit of a dangerous situation. Yeah, I think it's. I think you're right. I think really you just want to manage the game, and hopefully, 60 minutes into the game, we've still got at least a two nil on two goal gap on aggregate. Uh, and then if you need to maybe bring on some of the pros to see out the game, you do that. And better if it's still a, a free goal gap on aggregate, you can just kind of see, see out the game comfortably because uh, we've got, I believe, Crystal Palace at home next. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Leeds at home. Then we've got Leeds away. <laughs> then we've got Barcelona. Back to back, like it's the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ain't never seen a team play the same team twice back to back in the in, in the Premier League. And these can run for days. They've got the same asthma pump that Klopp has. So their man are gonna be active and you gotta face them back to back. Also Palace have been giving us a tough game over the last like two seasons. They've been giving it to us recently. So um that's also gonna be like you know a hard fought high energy type game. So mm. bro like no honestly no rest for the wicked. Literally no rest for the wicked. Um, I guess I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about this. Christian Eriksen after a horror tackle. Who who was it that tried to tackle him? Andy Carroll. Carroll. The thug, man. Um, no one, rest time, for- one time I was at some club in Essex, yeah. yeah. I've gone into the toilet. I'm seeing this guy burst over the urinal, bro. He's got, this one is at Newcastle. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no, it's when it's at West Ham. Guy, guy was proper burst, stumbling over the urinal, just stumbling out. I was thinking, wait, is that Andy Carroll? Guy was supposed to be on, in rehab. He, he's there, he's there in some Essex club. That guy's a sicko, man. That was a hor- that's one of the worst tackles I've seen. Um, and it's crazy because we spent quite a few weeks, not just on the pod but off the pod, um, talking about how poor Christian Eriksen's performances have been. Now fate has it that he's going to be spending some time out of the team. Um, it's a January transfer window, apparently, guys. So we're seeing people doing stuff. Um, but as Elijah will tell you, that's not us. Um, <laughs> Reams, wh- what does it mean? Because you're one of the people who were really sick of watching Ericsson play. This is our reality now. It doesn't look like we're going to bring anybody in. Oh, no. What, what are we signing up for? Hey man, listen. I prayed for Ericsson's demise, and I feel bad because I, I thought my I thought I thought my prayers were innocent. I thought no one was listening, and now he's cropped. So, but like I was kind of like hoping that Ericsson will get injured injury, and it will like shock us into like having to make force our hand, force mm-hmm. our hands. Yeah, that, that's the word. Force our hands to make a sign. Now. That don't look like it's gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah. So, I think here's my thing, right? I understand Ericsson's value in this team. I get it. I get like why he's playing. I get. I get the idea of it. It's just Ericsson, the player, isn't really. He don't really have the facilities anymore. Like obviously, 
listen, and obviously he's his numbers are actually not that bad. Like he's think he's got what nine goals and assists in the league, which is mm. pretty good for like a centre mid. But like, there's a I lot of the game, like, we watched. The, that's why we watched the game with our eyes, man. Yeah, okay. like is is a is a sister from set pieces and crosses from the right hand channel and like. Like, these are assists that, like, a number 10 would get. Like, we know Ericsson mm. has a good final ball. He's had a good final ball since he was 18 years old. That's been his whole career. Like, mm. him having a good final ball is irrelevant to the job that he's tasked to do, which is be a deep midfielder, build up in the first and second phase, help us win the ball back as midfielder should. Like, so his injury now, I think, now that he's gone, next up is Fred. I think... Fred Quinn about to go through the Fred roof, Quinn, man. I think next up is Fred, um, Ericsson, and obviously Van der Beek is out now. So we're down to four senior midfielders. Is it four? Casemiro, Fred, Fred Yeah, Casemiro. Yeah, yeah. And then I think next up after Fred is Kobe Mainu. (laughs) So I think think Zidane Iqbal was really pushing to go out on loan because I I think he's kind of seen his prospects four by the wayside and like a under 18 has taken his place in the squad now <laughs> so he's thinking I might as well go out on loan but I think now that Ericsson's injured he if he if he just holds tight a little bit some minutes might open up for him over the next few weeks so I think he's mm-hmm. might gonna eat I think um, we, we, we might gonna have to persist with them young cats if we don't bring no one in and this right. is this this might force Ten Hag's hand mm-hmm. into actually playing like a Kobe or a Zidane because like they have the kind of profile that he wants in midfield. Fred doesn't really have that. Fred has a useful profile in many in many situations, in many game states, but the actual profile that Ten Hag wants from like his eight, obviously Fred doesn't really have that. So we'll see, we'll yeah. see. Or maybe we'll make, we'll, we'll have a here we go on deadline day. Who knows? Man, I, I don't hold out. I don't hold out any hope, man. What is the question ends up being, what midfielder can we get on loan until the end of the season? Um, whose club will be happy to, or not happy, content to see them go. Um, and they also are better than what we have. And that list gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So it's going to be, he, these lads have been training with the first team for a while. Um, and we're going to have to see what they're about because one of two things are going to happen. Either he's going to try and play the same team again and again, um, and the performances will decline as players become knackered, or somebody else will become injured via the load that they have to go through playing every three, four days. So I think we're going to see more of these lads. And sometimes being dropped into the fire is is the best thing, man. You just see if you can, you see if you can um, survive it or not. And I'm, I'm really not mad at it, to be honest with you. I'd rather play any of those guys over uh, Scott McTominay personally. Derby or West Ham at home in the fifth round of the FA Cup. Yeah. It's not a bad draw at all. Another home, another home tie. Yeah, we, we're, we're, we're solid at home. In fact, not solid. Hey, what, Ten Hag must have someone in charge of the ping pong balls this year because, <laughs> hey, he's got God's favour this year. If that was, someone said it was Oli Gola Social, we would have drew Bayern Munich. <laughs> no, that we would have drew Real Madrid. We would have drew the 2017 Golden State Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Because I swear, in like 2021, we had like we, we had like Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea. City, City. Remember that time when we had City like four times or something like that, like, <laughs> bro? It was getting ridiculous, man. Yeah, it was insane. Poor, poor Oli. So I guess um, that that's that's a bit of luck that Ten Hag has brought with him. And based on what we're seeing in the Carabao Cup, we should be in the final most likely against Newcastle. Um, it's been a few years 
how many years since we last won something, Elijah? Six years. Jeez, didn't think it was that long. It's been six years since we last won something. What does this for you, Sebi? What does what would winning that mean to you? Potentially win the League Cup. I think we we checked the prize fund and it's like a hundred k. Yeah, yeah. But what... <laughs> it means fuck all to me. I'm gonna be real. It means, <laughs> it means fuck all to me. However, I understand the 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 ethos and the mentality you build by winning something, mm. right? It's what um, it's what you know. The League Cup Cup actually, funny enough, over the past few years has been synonymous with the team that usually win the league, win the League Cup recently, yeah. right? And obviously, we're not going to win the league. But yeah. it's been kind of meaning something on like a, a little like um, what do they fucking call it, man? Like a like a mysterious thing. Like it's it's, 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 it's kind like, of a symbolic thing. Yeah, symbolic thing. Like yeah, yeah. So slowly getting there. So for me, it just builds a winning mentality, and it means that you know you know you've got a new group of of players. They've been to a final, and they know what it takes to win a final. Yeah. And it's more about that than anything. And then obviously. That then stands you in good stead for you know the FA Cup. Obviously, that's still like a, a long way away to get to a final. But if you do get there off the back of a League Cup, you, you're getting that confidence. You you know what it takes, right? Mm. And currently, we don't have that experience throughout the squad. We have it in 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 bits and pieces, like with Ferran, Casemiro, De Gea. Um, and probably Martinez a bit if you if you think about it like that. Actually, to be fair, we actually with Rashford, they've they've all been to, but they ain't in regards to winning a final. Um, and you know everyone together, I think it's it's definitely going to be a new feeling. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Um, been a lot of cup games uh, so far, but we are still in the league. Uh, so <laughs> I yeah, and we are we still got a tussle going on. Um, but we're kind of just past the midway point. So I just wanted to fire a couple of uh, mid-season awards at you guys um, and get your thoughts. So the first I'll start with is um, signing of the season so far. Um, Elijah, I'll let you go first. Who's your signing of the season so far? It has to be one man. It has to be. I can't. Do you know what? Yeah, I'll say it has to be one man. But to I don't fair, think it, it has to. It could be two. Yeah, but, but do you know what? I mean, what, this, is what, this is the fifth season then my girl's high. Is it fifth already? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow. I think that's so. crazy. <laughs> wow. crazy. No, wait, 19, 20, 21, 22. No, four, 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 four. Sorry. Okay, cool. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but I mean, I've been screaming, I've been screaming for a DM for as long as I can remember. So, I mean, but Casimir has just breathed. Honest to God. I think I've just been working better at work since he's been playing. <laughs> 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 you're watching him do his job every every game. Bro, now you've got to be yours. That's inspiration. You got you got to match that energy, bro. It, like honestly, just like just see the DM coming to the team and just like I've said it this whole time. Like they are the glue. They are the glue to the team. And seeing a proper one just come in and just do it, and it's just like honestly. It's actually just been a joy just to watch. It's great. And it's actually crazy how it's so transformative for the whole team. It makes you, it makes us so much, Varane and Martinez aside and how good they've been individually, it makes you so much more defensively solid. And secondly, that passing bag that I did not know (laughs) that he had, yeah, 
and he's pulled off some of the craziest passes. Taking sorry, free he's, probably, free. He's, he's got to be the most attacking DM in the world. He's the funniest player of all time. Somebody said, I think it was you, Elijah. He came here to live out his dreams as a boxer. Bro, he, he, <laughs> bro, he is on a retirement tour. This, this is him, bro. He, 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 he is like, you know what? I've actually done my job. Let me just do my thing. I hate you. I've done the water carrier job for them, man. Now I'm playing. This is how I want to play football. Bro, 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 like, please understand. If any other DM is making that run for the first goal, I'm thinking, where the hell are you going? Where are you coming from? And and the and the finish. Wow. What's a polar bear doing in Arlington, Texas? The first thing that popped in my head said, what are you doing there? But but then I was like, you know what? Fair enough. You, you've actually earned it. Nah, nah, that, honestly. That was like, a striker's run and finish. Bro, it's quality. Like, it's, I didn't know he had this. I didn't know he had this bag. Um, Sebi, who's your player the season at the, uh, your signing of the season, sorry, at the halfway point? Oh, man. It's got to, yeah, it's got to be Miro, man. He's showing me, he's showing me new things, man. He's, 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 he's introducing me to a vibe that he can maintain. <laughs> yeah, he's introducing me to a vibe he can maintain, bro. So, yeah, I'm fucking fuck with it. I'm fucking with it. So. Cool. And how about you, um, Reams? I, I want to go unanimous across the board, but I got to give my midget a shout out as well, man. You, you have to, man. You have because to. He's, the, he's, the, he's the best I've ever seen. <laughs> I got to give my butcher a shout out as well because he's introduced he introduced me to a vibe as well. <laughs> introduced me to a serious vibe but yeah it's got to be Casemiro man because he's a player it's, it's a it's a position that we've been crying out for for serious DM for like 10 years now and we went and flipped and signed the best one ever like so like you can't you can't really complain but yeah. but do, do you know what, what it is about these two is that I, I was gaslit for years about Maguire and McTob and McFred so just seeing these two it's Seeing what real footballers look like. Bro, like, it's, it's like... crazy. You start to think, hold on, am I crazy? Exactly. Are these, are these not right? Now, Have I forgotten it, something about the beautiful the game? As well, the way, the way, the way, if we replace the gay with the right goalkeeper, that goalkeeper is going to change our life. Again, right yeah. It's going to be crazy. It's so true. It's so true. It's like, football is a weakest link sport. So, when I say that, it's like, the weakest player on your team is going to bring the overall quality of the team all the way down. And we have... Too many players like that who who have effed that up for us. So every time we bring in a replacement who is good to very good, the team it jumps, it jumps up, right? Um, and Casemiro has been fantastic. This was not what I expected when we signed him. I was pretty apprehensive, the price, the age, the sort of DM I thought we were gonna be getting, but he's restoring the feeling, guys. He's restoring the feeling. Um, and Martinez as well is is quality, he's absolutely quality, he's can play, he can defend, he's got the mentality, he's got it all, man. He's got it all. And the fact that he's only 5'9, they say, just makes it that more fun, to be honest with you. So yeah, man, I'm 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 happy. I think apart from Anthony, um, we haven't got any of the signings wrong this summer. So um, yeah, good on good on Ten Hag. Uh the next one I wanted to come across to, and I'll start with you this time, Reams, is um player of the season at the mid the midway stage. Um, who's your choice? So Marcus Rashford, of course, hmm. put in this yes. one man, one man offense. Obviously he got some help now with big man dimes up front, but he's been putting the team on his back, goal scoring, dribbling, dynamic, 
leader, whatever you want to call it. The rest of the team in the second half of the season go go come chip in with some goals and assists to help my boy out. But so far, the form he's been in post World Cup, the important goals he scored in big games, Man City, Liverpool, Arsenal, the cups, you know what I mean? Yes, this is this has probably like been the best form of his career. So I think I think Marshall, I think Marcus Rashford gets it. I think Casemiro's got a good shout as well, but just because Marcus has been playing since the beginning of the season. Yeah, and Casemiro's right? took a while. That was yeah, my was that was my rationale as well. Yeah, kind of came in around October time. So yeah, I think Rashford's just edging it. Yeah, agreed. Uh Elijah, your player of the player of the season. I mean, it just has to be Rashford to to be honest. And it's it's actually amazing because if you think about this time last year, I mean, <laughs> the, the one eighty, the what, the, the one eighty. I think, yeah, I keep trying to get Stevie on a pod, but he's supposedly busy every oh, Monday you. evening oh, from six pm to twelve am. So I'm trying to set it up, but when things were not going well, Tweezy was singing on this pod. Fan oh, fave, he was coming up with new insults for all our players every single week. The minute. <laughs> Things are back looking good, back on track. He's in the he's in the mugger chat, fanboying it up, boy. Do you know what? I didn't love Rashford, you know. <laughs> no, no, do you know what? I remember when he tried to spin the block on me about what I said about Rash and Sasala. Look now, bitch. Look now. <laughs> Look now. How about that? Yeah. No, 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 Mariah. I just want to say one thing. A few pods ago. Elijah, <laughs> you know, some people's names. That's exactly <laughs> how he speaks as well. I gasped at my desk. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and last but oh. not least, Seb, your your player of the season so far. Come on, man. What, what, <laughs> I said, come on, man. Come yeah, on, it's MBE, man. MBE, bro. We won't, we, won't, we won't talk too much. Yeah, we won't talk uh, too much, man. I'm going to start with you, Elijah, just because you have the best memory, and that will hopefully. <laughs> Spark the rest of our memories. What's your best performance of the season? Spurs, Spurs home. I Remind Spurs me of that home. game. Um, two nil. Um, the first half we absolutely battered them. We should have gone in about two up, and then second half we score from a deflective Fred shot. Um, and then Bruno, yes, Bruno gets another one, and then Rash could could have easily had a hat trick. That, that that's the best game I've seen Loris have in about three years. It was it was ridiculous. But yeah, that performance from back to front, it was incredible. And and of course it was the game that Ronaldo stormed off down the tunnel as well, which mm. made it injected, yeah. Better. Cool. Uh Seb, what's your performance of the season so far? Your performance of the season. Um I liked the first Arsenal game. Um I thought I, I I really really enjoyed that game. I felt like we had like a game plan. We let like Arsenal had have the ball and kind of like countered them. And I think we we did really really well um, in that game. We also played really good football in in, in some parts. I think I can't remember what goal, but as well goal. That, yeah, series of passes. So I I really really enjoyed that game. I think yeah yeah that's that's the one. Mm. And Reams, what's your performance of the season so far? Hmm, good question. I would say Sharif Tiraspo. (laughs) 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 Instinctive movement of Cristiano Ronaldo in that game in and around the box. As he uh, desperately chased his second non-penalty goal of the season. 
Oh, fuck. Yeah. Damn bad, man. <laughs> that's definitely Tottenham, man. Tottenham. That's that boy. We should have left that. that we should have came them at least 4 0. Rashford left like three goals on the table that game. Like, that's the game where, like, Fred, Fred's performance that game. I was like, I was no. screaming, Where's my Samba midfield? Is it a correct our best performance of the Mon- season? Monster. That's why when I sold pretty much 90% of my Fred coin. Is, and... is, is, is it a coincidence that our best performance of the season is a game Christian Eriksen didn't play? Or am I being a hater? I mean, Man City as well. But you know, you know what? I'm gonna talk about it. Am I am I being a hater? I don't think you are being a hater. I think because he's like neat and tidy and quite technical, he can a lot of the time make people can think that he's doing things when he's really not. But I think we're all watching him game in, game out, and I'll just be interested. The only option, the only issue, not option, the only issue is Fred only knows how to play one way. And like you said, it's good for some games. And it's not good for others. And the games it's not good for, it's really bad. So he'll end up being worse than Ericsson. But the games when it's good, he ends up making us really good and it makes our midfield um, hum along much nicer. So it's going to be interesting to see how Ten Hag manages that. So the fact that he brought Fred in against Man City showed that A, he learned from the 6-3 and B, he has an understanding of the games that he should use Fred in. But then he brought Fred on against Crystal Palace. When it was a game that really didn't need that, but then what other options does he have? And then, and, and hey, then again. I, 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 has Ericsson missed a game other than that Tottenham game this whole season? Um, I think he missed maybe a few others because he was injured, wasn't he? I, um, I think he missed two games. I, I, yeah, so he missed the Newcastle one, I think, where Fred was horrendous. But I'm sure we, I'm sure we dominated Newcastle in that game as well. The the first half wasn't that good. The second half we should have beat beat them. The, Definitely, um, Fred missed a chance. Rashford missed a chance, and they they didn't have much uh, second we, half. We we should have two penalties as well. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We should have, we should have two penalties. Um, but I mean, yeah. So that game. So I because I think we faced new. So I think it was like Newcastle, Tottenham, then Chelsea, and then Ericsson came back for that Chelsea game, which was we, we done decent as well. But yeah, I think those are the only two games he missed. Which mm, shows mm. the polarization of Fred because Newcastle was horrendous. Yeah, Spurs. that's yeah, Spurs. that's literally what I said when he looks incredible good. against. Yeah, Spurs. that's right. That's yeah. literally Fred um, summed up in those two performances. That's why. That's, game... that's why Fred's never been a good player, you know, because like you can't, you can't, we, you can't give us five you games. Swing, of good yeah, Fred. you can't swing that wildly. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 five no. games of good Fred in a row, please. No, yeah. the, the, the thing is, is that you can't. He's not talented enough. Where I can accept it because so, someone like Pogba, yeah, I'm like, you know what? Ah, it's very annoying, but it's like, no, I can't accept it with Pogba because you nah, shouldn't nah. do no, that. No. You shouldn't do that when you're that good. No, no. The thing is, I get that, but with Fred, it's like you're really bad when you're doing your your bullshit. It's like, come on, bro. It's like it's it's it's, it's like an anchor to like the, the whole team, and it's like even even if he plays really well, he just does a job. And I'm like, how can you vary between if, if if you can't just do a job consistently? That's very scary to to me anyway because that doesn't take that does, that that doesn't take much talent. That's just you following it in instructions and, and not being mad, which Fred can't can't do. So it's like, well, well. <laughs> cool. Um, what you guys think was our best perf- best worst performance of the season? I'll start with you this time, Reams. Um, Man City. Man City, yeah. 
Cool. Um, Brent, Brentford as well, but I think Man City was worse because at that point we'd... <laughs> the, the first two games it was down a bit, count. yeah. Yeah, they just don't count. But man, man, other than that, was Man City. Mm. What about you, Seb? I'm going uh, Brighton. Brighton, cool. Elijah, I have to go to Brentford because I think we you know Man's... the thing about the Brentford game. And you like let me know what you think. I feel like if we play that game ten times, that's the only time it ends up four nil. From the finishing with like everything, everything that could have gone wrong in that first half went, went wrong. wrong. But Eve, but the thing is, even before the goal, I don't think I saw us in their half. And that goal came after like nine minutes as well. I, I don't think I saw them in, in their half. That is also true. <laughs> that is also and, true. And then I feel then, like the 4 0 exaggerated the, the performance or exaggerated how bad it was. I think it was really, really bad. I, I think that that performance was just really because the thing is, I can't even remember. Can you even remember an offensive chance we made in that first half? We we, we weren't creating a, a, anything. Nah, I can remember Ronaldo struggling around. I, I'm thinking more of like less so about our attacking, but more so what led to their goals. It was like four scenarios that people did almost did like mad things in each of those scenarios. And I don't remember them creating a whole host of chances outside those other four. So it's like they had four chances and they scored four goals. Typically, you have like four chances and you score one or two. Um, yeah, but, but 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 the thing is, like, okay, so the first one is a mad mistake. The second one, that's a very good chance because of the fuck up between De Gea and Ericsson. The third one is but that fuck up in itself. That yeah, that's, that, yeah. But then <laughs> so, so it's like so 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 it's like fair enough. That's two fuck ups. The third mm. goal is just a set piece. Which mm. Brentford are really good at. The fourth one is a cut is Cal- a uh, corner, yeah. Which is like, like it's half and half. Like yeah. the performance was really, really bad. Like mm. it was, the thing is, I think people are just kind of downplaying it because they were like, oh, uh, Varane wasn't there. We didn't have Ka- Ka- we didn't have um Casemiro. Mm. We were still trying to find that role of Eriksen, whatever. And it's like fair enough, but the performance was really, really bad, really bad. Mm, that was your worst one, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, I think that's all the awards I want to do for the mid-season. We'll be back at the end of the season. We'll see which ones stayed the same um, and which ones changed. Um, lads, should we do some listener questions? I, I mean, there's nothing to talk about in the transfer window, is there? I mean... No, there's what, not any chance anything happens. Which what <laughs> What are you saying? Would you take a punt on George Jr.? <laughs> Nothing's happening. Nothing's <laughs> happening here, man. Oh, hey, I, United I, I, are going to bid for Telemans in the last second. Bro, look at him. Look at Telemans. It's actually the most obvious deal that happened. It's either that or Gavin Burke on loan. I don't last see minute, one of these youths are coming. Bro, we don't have the money for Telemans. I'm, I'm telling you now. I'm telling no, you. no, no. no. Bro, two million. Take or no. leave it. Yeah, we <laughs> We'll leave it then. That's <laughs> the like, to make them two shit offer. Take it or leave it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Elijah, we don't have five million. Brother, no. <laughs> oh my god. Now you don't need to listen to that pod, man. You know, we ain't got no money. You ain't got no money, guys. It's, it's, it's tight. It's tight. Um, I guess we're we're seeing, we're seeing the teams around us. 
um, arm themselves. We're seeing teams live out our dreams. And I'm not going to even justify it with mentioning it on this pod. Um, <laughs> how worried are we that the teams around us get much so much better to the point that it impacts where we finish at the end of the season? Or do you think that will just be one of many factors which will potentially impact that? I think our squad depth, more than anything, is probably the, the most limiting factor to to any position that we want to finish. You've got teams like Newcastle strengthening bare players in their squad or bare players around the same level in their squad. Spurs seem to be doing... It's like Harry Kane and and, and that's it, bro. So he, he seems to keeping them in touch of, uh, of, of, um, of the top four race. So I think our squad depth ultimately is what's going to fail us, especially in midfield. Um... Other than that, if we do get a loan signing in and um, we're able to to kind of rotate at that midfield, I feel like we should stay in the same position or or finish third. Like I feel like it might just be too late for some of the other teams. Liverpool and Chelsea are ten points behind. Um, we also have a running of games again. No one of games. Fifty four points to play for, though. Yeah, but we've got a run of games, in my opinion. That are like favorable. I think a lot of the players that Chelsea have signed are going to take time to also bed in. So there's going to be like up and down performances in that sense. Mm. Ch- uh, Liverpool, bruh, I don't even know what's going on with them. They're you legit got, not got, good. Got, They're just legitimately got, not a good side. You got Gomez. <laughs> I, want, like I want to go to Anfield and we should be looking to take points. Yeah, 100%. You got Gomez looking at Ice Spice on the, on the weekend <laughs> or whatever. So, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's long, man. So, I, f- mm. I feel like we'll be okay. I feel like we'll be okay. I yeah. think I, I think with um, top four, I was looking today and I was just looking at the winnable games and I feel like 13 of them are winnable. So, if we get like 11 wins out of that, that will take us to 72 points at least. Ooh, which okay. is nice. How many How many games are left? Uh, 19. 18. Uh, 18. 18, yeah. So, I mean... Pardon? Sorry, sorry. Say that again. We spoke over each other. Say that again. So, Elijah, you're saying we have to win 11 of the 18 remaining games? No, so that like, 72 points. So, we'll yeah, still need more, the, 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 I think. Like, like, that will like, get us to 72 points. And I feel like that will be enough to get top four. Um. So, even then, and, and also of those games, like eight of them are at at home as well, okay. so it's like, so like we, we've got we've got a few games at home, but I think me personally, I just feel like if we concentrate on on winning the games against the smaller teams, and then we can see if we can get bonuses against your like, so like we have Newcastle away, which is a tough game, Brighton away, tough game, Spurs away, which will be, which I I think will be a difficult game as well, and then we have Chelsea at home, which is fine. And then there's another game which I thought it was a bit iffy, but um, yeah, but 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 the rest of them I think are quite winnable. winnable. Um, so okay. well, I got a question for you guys. Uh, these are the next five games. How many points? Or league games that is. How many points do we get? So that's Palace at home, Leeds at home, Leeds away, Leicester at home, Brentford at home. How many points do we get out of those five rooms? Oh, um, oh, say that again, please. <laughs> yeah. uh, Palace at home. Leeds at home, Leeds away, Leicester City at home, Brentford at home. That's five W's. <laughs> yeah, dead ass. Okay, Elijah. I think 
I think we will slip up on one. I think it will either be 12 or 13. I think maybe Leeds... Leeds away. Leeds away is the most likely. To yeah, slip, Leeds, second Leeds half away. Of the, second half of the back-to-back. Yeah. <laughs> so, Leeds away is kind of dangerous, but we but we should be Palace... We Hopefully, we, we should be Palace at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Leeds at home. And then Leicester home and Brentford at home as well. Cool. How about you, Seb? Uh, I think um, the Palace game we slip up on and then I feel like we slip up on the Palace game and one of the Leeds games and the rest are wins. So is that like 10, 10, 11 points? Oh, so so two draws and three and wins. three wins. Okay, 11 points. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I think we will win for draw one. Um, so I think we'll finish with 13 as well. Respectable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think because... And then... If, if we get f- 13 from five, that will leave us on 52 after 25 games, which is... Yeah, you, in my mind, you want to be at two points per game. Yeah, minimum. that's, that's always, always good shape. About, uh, over two points per game, so that's good enough. Good, good shape, cool. Let's finish up with some listeners' questions. So, first question from that Adenihi guy. Always sends a question in every week. Shout him out. Out of Moani, Osime, Mofi and Openda, if the new owners bring... The big dinero. Which one oh. or two are you taking? Who the uh, fuck are the last two? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna come to you first, Reeves. First, first thing, tell us who the last two are, and then secondly, tell us uh, who you pick. Uh, so, um, T- Terra Muffy plays for Lorient. Oh, um, the Nigerian striker, good form this season, and Lois Appenda, um, Belgian Belgian striker. He plays for um Lance. Good team. I think they're in the top three or maybe top two in Liga, and they got like Seko Fofana, um, guys like that. Good team. Um, yeah, they're 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 both kind of like last shoulder strikers, very athletic, could run in behind, could dribble, create their own shot. Like they're having good seasons, maybe like nine, ten goals or something like that. I think Terra Moffi's maybe like in the top three, top scorers in the league. Yeah, he's got he twelve. He's got twelve. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, league on strikers, isn't it? Good, good players. Yeah. Terry Murphy, Calabar man. Um, so, out of those, which one or two are you taking? I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Randall Colo Moani guy myself, but I take uh-huh. Osman as well because he's crazy. So, for the people who've highlighted his his the lack of the technical side of his game and previous strikers who've obviously come here are currently here who struggled despite being good physical players, do you agree that Osman is in that same mold? And if you do agree, what makes you still happy or content to, to take I, him? If you I feel like him? you just have to change the way you play. We play. So I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if you do, you know, because I think Napoli is quite a technical team. Yeah, but they, we're they not. Got very technical midfield. They got playmaking wingers. I don't think we have that midfield. And I, I think Rash is less of a playmaker yeah, rather than. I so I feel like, so for example, if you bring in someone like Osimhen, Rashford's numbers go down because then you ask him to be a playmaker, right? You ask him to, like, Oshman wants to bag goals. That's he's there. He's there to bag goals. Um, he ain't really there to, to do anything else but score score goals. And then also, I think, like, you have to upgrade the midfield area um, and just be a bit more accurate with, like, chance creation or you're going to fuck up his hamstrings. Now, what's also interesting is that if you take, if you don't play Rashford, you play Sancho and you play Anthony, 
then you have a team actually more catered towards a player like Osman without having to buy anything, without having to buy any extra players. You just have to maybe upgrade in your midfield. And that's like the difficult thing is like, I feel like you either have, and excuse me if I'm wrong, obviously in world football, there's loads of teams. I feel like you either have a vocal point number nine and most of your goals are coming through him, like Osman, or you have... um either a player that can can link and most of your goals are coming through the wide guys. Or you've got a hybrid like Harry Kane, who I don't think there's many of. Maybe Harry Kane, Lewandowski and Benzema are probably the only three I feel like that can do it. That can do the link, Both. but also can get the goals. At high level. So, yeah. So, that that's just my feeling on that. Mm-hmm. What do you think, think Elijah Reams? I think Colo Mawani. I think Colo Mawani is one of them guys that all the technical stuff you'd want, he could do it. He could hold the ball up he could dribble create his own shot he's good out on the wings he, he, he's athletic he could like proper like, put pressure on defenders like he hasn't he, ha- he hasn't exploded yet in terms of his goal scoring numbers but I think in the right scenario he's primed for it I think right he's, gonna, he's primed and ready he's gonna he's gonna go for a big fee now and I think if people wait for him to have a big scoring season before they go for him then you're adding another 20, 30 million to whatever you were going to pay for him. I think he'll yeah. earn this, this Bundesliga season. I think this might be his most prolific season. Last year, uh, no, he, he got 12. I think he might get about like 16, 17 this season. Mm. 10, in, 10 in 26, all competitions so far. Um, like and, he's creating hell, and he's creating hella goals for his teammates. Yeah, like 12 well. assists or something crazy like that, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, Elijah, what are you going to say? Um, I think, um, I feel like the problem with the thing is, in terms of profile, I think Osman is exactly what Ten Hag would want. Um, and I kind of share the concerns with um, Sebi, but it's less so about Rashford because I feel like you, you do need two goal-orientated players in your attack. The problem is, for me, is, is Bruno because you can't have... For me, it's like if you have Osman, Rashford and Bruno, that's... That's he- that's heavily relied on your mid- midfield and your like your fullbacks being quite in, ter- in terms of c- contributing a lot to build up and then maybe the right winger in Anthony or Sancho or something like that. Um, so I feel like having a having an even split between the creative and build up players and then you you have your Osman and Rashford that would be okay. I feel like the the Bruno thing is the problem for me because I I feel like especially because. Osman is quite m- mobile and he he can go down the left and right. If he spins down the right, R- R- Rashford could easily run it into that l- left ch- channel to worry the defenders. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just also have the technical worry about Osman as well. I've not seen much of um, Muani, but what what I have seen him, he he does look good. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of what Ten Hag wants, I feel like. Osman is the type of striker he would love. Cool. Uh, next question from that. Well, I say next question. He's asked about four from Nightyear Izeki. Uh, how do you see the rest of the season playing out in terms of our wide options? I think we've discussed that. Does Palestri see more minutes? We've discussed that. Is Sancho taking Anthony's spot? So Jaden Sancho's back in training. Um, and when uh, asked about it, Ten Hag's still pretty sheepish. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, what? I mean, it's a tough question because we don't even have the context of really why he left the team in the first place. Do any of you expect him to make a stake 
back in the side because we were just talking about Palestri taking Alanga's minutes. Um, there are definitely, with the amount of games we have, there are definitely minutes up for the up for up for grabs. Do we expect to see any of Jaden Sancho by the end of this month or end of next month? Should I say February? Hopefully, I mean, hopefully against. I think Nottingham Forest would be a great game to bring him back, back into. Um, I feel I feel like people are getting a bit restless with him uh, in terms of him coming back. But mm. um, quite frankly, the fact that the 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 coaching staff saw it fit that a man has to go on the individual train training plan through it, it, in the middle of the season, I feel like we just have to give them as much as as, as much time as he needs to, to be honest. So um, yeah, I mean. Nah, um, ho- like ho- hopefully he's back as soon as possible because I really want us to be able to rotate because I'm like I've always been one that I just players need need to be rotated because if you don't rotate them, you're, they're going to get injured and you're going to have to play those backups anyway. So there's actually just no point. Um, so yeah, yeah. Either, uh, do it, either do it willingly and and planned out in a healthy way. Or you just got to drop them in it and then it's out of your control, right? Exactly. So hopefully he's back. Ho- ho- hopefully he's back on Wednesday. But if he's not, then yeah, I mean, I feel like that, I feel like that would be the best time to bring him back because you've got a decent run and then you've got those Europa League games. Maybe if it's maybe if it's more of a momental thing, maybe not for the Barcelona games, but just to build them up. Um in terms mm. of f- f- match fitness, because you have to remember, he hasn't played since November. Ha- look, like before Halloween was the last game game he played, and he got October. dragged off, and like he's been on, the, he's had no match fitness for a long time. That's mm. essentially that. That's three, three months. months. Three months. Wow. Like yeah, yeah, you have to think about it. if a player came back from 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 an injury with no ma- match fitness, you you wouldn't be saying, oh, he needs to be back in starting games after like two weeks or something like that. Mm. I think, yeah, that's a great point. I think what's probably part of that frustration or that restlessness is the subterfuge around the whole thing. Like, what the hell's going on? Like, yeah. And I mean, I don't think they'll ever answer. And I think um, it's unfortunate that in this sort of job, your whole life plays out in front of the cameras. um, And it's not necessarily an environment which has the most patience for people anyway. Um, But it was a big choice that they made doing that because it was always going to play out in the public so they must believe it was for the best for him so it just we have to wait and see how it goes apparently Chelsea might still go after Caicedo as well <laughs> Elijah talk to me you talk to me how is this possible <laughs> we'll talk off on that I don't want them to listen to this and talking about their transfer movements on Muga. And then the final question, probably more for you, Reem, as you've watched him the most. How does Ahmad fit in when he returns? Yeah, so I said that because there was more after it, but afterwards, four different questions, I know. So how does Ahmad fit in when he returns? As an advanced midfielder in a three on the right-hand side, and Bruno fired in a rocket to the moon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. But yeah, no, I think he'll come and he'll provide cover in like that would you say Bruno's playing as a number 10 this season or is he more of like a right centre mid? Like, I don't know. I don't it, know. <laughs> it, it shifts. Like, so sometimes I feel like I see, I see like, so sometimes I see Casemiro as the holding, but then there's sometimes where I don't. It's, it's kind of quite 
fluid in terms of shit. I feel like I only really see Bruno in like that role when it's a big game where you can yeah. see that he's fixed as a number 10. Yeah. Um apart from that, he's quite fluid, which for me that that that'll be perfect for like a a mod, but it will be a big statement for Ten Hag to come to come in and, and do that. But yeah, I think yeah. obviously uh, this season Amaz was played as a number ten for Fulham with like Jack Clark on the left, Patrick Roberts on the right. And hey, they were hooping. Hey, they were hooping on that Saturday. was real hoops. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I was I wasn't I wasn't watching the game. That was real hoops. The you touch, I touch, give and go ball. Oh, Nah, the lady who was watching it on like Soccer Saturday, she was gassed. She was like, "This Sunderland team and the Martial nah. alone from Manchester." United. Oh gosh, this is amazing nah, stuff, brother. That that is honestly the best game I've seen in five years. That game was incredible. It it, it, it should have been Alana, five. I really watched it when Chris Riggs scored that goal. My top was off, brother. I seen that was <laughs> no, I was watching it live. I I was like, "Oh my god, I can't, bro." That pass that. Uh, a mod player played as well. It's so annoying that that guy just ran too early. But like, honestly, like Amad, like I'm, I'm really glad he's just getting his flowers now because it was, it's so, it was so obvious that this guy was crazy talented. And I'm, I mean, I'm glad that he's getting his flowers now. And hopefully, it's enough where he can come back to United and actually make a co- contribution. But this mm-hmm. could have been happening two, two years ago. So it's like, facts, facts. Yeah, I think we mentioned it in the Mugger chat. But the craziest thing is that. When he played for us, Europa League, he had the game against Wolves in the Prem. He was always good. That there was game. never a time he played, and you're like, this guy's out of his depth. That Wolves he, game, as a false nine, crazy. He went Do you know why I'm pleased about this loan, though, right? Because the reason why Ahmad wasn't getting any minutes is because, like, he didn't really have, like, a body of work. He didn't have yeah. the equity. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now he has a whole body of work in the championship, balling. Like it's hard, like no one like Alanga doesn't have that, Palestri doesn't have that. Like, you know what I mean? Like no, yeah. none of them, and he's not, and he's not just like good. Yeah, he's not just making up the numbers. He's yeah. balling. Like, like as they came to the premier, as they came to the prem off the back of all those comps that season at QPR. Mm-hmm. ESR's jump at Arsenal was off the, the season he had under, I think it was at Rotherham, I forget. Where oh, he was where he where where or Huddersfield, sorry, that's it. Where he where he was on loan. But what Michael we've seen in the last few years. All of these guys. Where we've seen, yeah, exactly. Where we've seen in the past few years is that a, a great championship loan can really propel you for a good foundation in the Premier League. And not just a good foundation at the bottom of the table, but the teams who are like top four, top six. So I think if Ahmad comes back pre-season and it looks like we're take, sending him out on loan again if I had him I'd start weighing up my options man yeah and I when, mean and when SA had a season that he got his move he was 22 years old Ahmad is 20 like yeah. so he, he's too he's, he's younger than like I'm thinking I'm thinking of guys who have had seasons in the championship this good at like a similar age and it's like James uh, Reese James, James Tammy Abraham Mason Mount it's all guys like that like Champions yeah. League winners. Oh. <laughs> these, are England, these are England internationals. These are players who are playing at the top of the game. Top of the game, man. It's facts. Like he's not just there making up the numbers. He is looking like their best player and one of the best players in the championship. He's leading the team, man. And he's when you think about the players in that team, the t- players Tony in that Mowbray team. Has, Tony Mowbray has literally put the team on it. Ahmad doesn't even get subbed off. Yeah, yeah. he's never. I don't think he's been subbed off in like fifteen games. He's like, yeah. he puts the team on the back. And remember, yeah, he has. He's had fifty appearances at the top level. 
he probably only started starting games at Sunderland. So mm. when you actually count the amount of games he's played and the minutes he's played at the top level, it's very, very small. Exactly. It's very, very small. So, yeah, man, it, it, it's great. And I think what you me- me- mentioned about him potentially being the one to replace Bruno, I, I think Bruno will get one more season here before we ease him out. But Ten Hag must see what we're seeing, man. It, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not making sense for what we're trying to get to. Like, the thing is with Ten Hag, I can tell he can, he, he can see the same stuff, but I, but I feel like he's con- con- constrained by, like, squad... Like squad yeah, for now, he can't do anything about yeah, it, for sure. Yeah, politics, squad, squad rotation. So, so he has to build his equity at the club because that's the same thing he had to do with, like, Maguire as well. Like, he mm. gave him the first two games and said, you know what, <laughs> I can't. You know what's crazy, though? The equity, Maguire's equity lasted two games. <laughs> That's how bad he was, bro. That's how bad he was. That's he was how bad he was. He was shocking. He was. said, he said Maguire, I think they were asking him, like, oh, you're not playing Maguire? Like, it's not that I'm not trying to play him, but, like, we've got a good partnership. If you want his spot, he's got to fight for it. But I knew he wasn't going to start from when Ten Hag was talking about centre-backs need to be mobile and agile and all these things that Maguire isn't. I was like, this guy ain't going to last long under this manager at all. And it it happened very, very quickly, man. And any time we play him, I'm always worried any time the ball comes into his vicinity and it's on the floor and it's somebody going direct or the pitch is open in a transition position. And you're going to get into those all the time when you're a team who's playing at the top end of the table and 99% of the time when you're playing games, you're the aggressor. My, my last question is, um, how much do you think we get from Maguire? I see that he is linked to, to Inter, but like wow. we're probably going to need a bid and more to get anything substantial. So, I how think much 30, think? 30 to 40, I think. I think, I think, give me 30, I'm running with that. 30, 35, I'm running with that. Get a bidding war between like West Ham. Hopefully, Everton stay up just so we can um, do that. West Ham, Everton, Leicester, maybe get a young like Inter Milan in there. Maybe a cheeky like Mar- Marseille somehow. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Manchester United captain. Look, they finished the Champions League. Even bro. though he didn't play. He was part of the vibes. Yeah, you know? bro. Like we just, just send them highlights. Bad to bad. I think Harry Maguire will have a big market. You know. You know. Do you? Shall I tell you why? Because he, if you perform well on the international stage, more time. That's what these like teams around the world are seeing. Like, if he, when Harry Maguire plays for England, he usually plays well, does he not? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. So I think, I think, t- like teams will see that and be like, you know, like this is a solid guy. He could come play in a back three. You know what I mean? Like, I think he'll have a mm. decent market. It's just, yeah. The only thing that the only thing that will, that will hinder him is prospects is his wages. Wages, yeah, uh, yeah, because he's on what one ninety, and because he's on that, uh, he's and he has like what three years left, and we're gonna yes. ask for like 30, 35. It's like selling on yeah. to other places, like even somewhere like West Ham. Their highest paid player is Zuma on the heart on like hundred and fifty, and he's so clear of. Everyone else as well, except probably Paqueta. So it's like you can't you can't ask man what to take a wage cut. Plus you're paying well for them. You're paying like 30, 40, 40 million. That's to be fair, I, th- I think Maguire will take a wage cut. You know, funny enough, I think he wants to play. I think no, no. I think he's a I think he's a twat. I don't think he's taking any <laughs> wage cut. He knows he's lucky to be here and he's gonna milk it for every second. It's the same like when he comes on for one minute and he goes to find whoever has the armband and he grabs the armband because then on his Insta he can post 
I'm the captain now. I think he's gonna milk this level for as long as he can because he ain't like, coming back. Like, but do you know what? I will be willing to like subsidize his wages for a bit and just like just brother, just just fuck off, <laughs> just fuck off. Because we'll pay he... we'll pay fifty k of his wages for the next yeah, year, bro. And then his obviously yeah, we... what one fifty. You're on the same wages. You're playing week in week out. That's calm, bro. Yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see, man. I think his dance is done, and I think him not even getting the opportunity to be in the firing line to lower his value, plus what Reem said, plus if it's a Premier League team, Premier League tax um, means that 30, 40. There's a time I thought we probably wouldn't get 20 for him. 20, 25 is where my head was at, but I think 30, 40 is his, is his market now. Um, sorry, 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 last one. How much do you yeah, think of AWB? 20. Anything less than twenty is a disaster at this point. Yeah. He's shown that he's he's shown that he can play at this level at a good yeah. level. Yeah, I want I want thirty million. I <laughs> think big bad dig. You want you want thirty million for the captain of Congo? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's gonna pay that. <laughs> we signed him for a fucking homegrown tax, thinking he was gonna get an England cap. That's the captain of Congo, bro. <laughs> Brother, yeah, no, I was gonna speak about his transfer, but I can't say it. <laughs> what, you got it? What, you got it? what are you gonna say, Elijah? Bro, their Mount Rushmore is like in Bemba, Lukaku, Wambasaka, Coffee, or Olympia. That's calm, bro. Yeah, respect Yannick Balassi, but. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty one come my way. National anthem, pretty one come my way. Don't kill me. Oh, yeah, but for me, we can get. If we could get 50 to 60 million for Maguire and Wambasaka, I'll be happy, man. Yeah, and then clear clear off. The thing is, we need to make sure that um, Newcastle don't sign Gallagher so we can shift them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to do something about Gallagher's fucking up my market, my McTominay market. Yeah, 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 man. Like, like, only yeah. one of them neither can live while the other survives, boy. Yeah, only one of them is going to get that back. Is Newcastle and West Ham. That's about it. Like, yeah, we also so need like... to make sure that Alanga has a good loan, bro. So you can get that, that. That we should be able to get twenty for Alanga, man. Yeah, man. We might have to. We might run up a, a quick one hundred between one hundred and fifty mil, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Might know, but Dean Henderson as well. Yeah, yes. Dean. Like the, the the thing is, yeah, Dean Henson is the one where we we have to negotiate properly because that's a that that is a proper Premier League goalkeeper, and you're seeing man like going for like what, thir- like Pickford won for thirty. You can get like thirty foot for for Henson. Yeah, yeah man. but aren't aren't Nottingham Forest bringing in a keeper which would make Henderson their number two? That's I don't think he's injured, bro. Yeah, he's injured. Oh, okay. I was so confused. I don't even, but 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 the thing is, it's just that I think uh, not not for us are doing it because their backup keepers are that bad. They're like, I would rather mm. just bring in someone, and I don't even. That's think... the difference between us staying up and going down. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I don't. I don't even think Navas will sit down head and see. You know. Mm, fair enough. Uh, uh, next. Say again. 
Not at this point. Henderson's better yeah. than us at this point. Yeah. Uh, next question from ZDZ underscore. Don't know if anyone else is noticing the big difference between our home and away performances. Given we've played the majority of games at home since the restart, I feel it's going under the radar a bit. Might be looking too much into it. What do you guys think? I mean, what's been bad with our away performances? I don't think anything that you don't see in a typical away performance. The, the home team is usually the stronger team. They've got the majority of the crowds. They've got the familiarity of the ground. Um, I think our away performances, have there any been that have been particularly worrying? No. Like, Palace was, was Palace. Mm. Wolves was quite similar. But, but we won. Um, well, how many away games have you even played in the Arsenal... Brand? We played, but Arsenal was like, Arsenal was just like Arsenal. Like even that, if we came away with, with a draw, even that, that we tussled, we like we tussled, like yeah, tussled. like like with the with the team, with the current state of both teams, that like that's expected. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I can't think of any away points where I've been like very concerned. I just don't. I I just think right now we're just very reliant on the fact that we have a good, a well coached team. So mm. it's, it's not going to be any anything spectacular because our attack is not good. Not have enough, yeah. <clears throat> we don't have enough special players, and we have too many deficiencies throughout the team, man. Yeah. Okay. Um, I hate to ask these questions because it's always on the spot, but hopefully you guys have got some thoughts. Um, that mash guy. Uh, you can only buy one player this summer: one goalkeeper, one central midfield, one central midfielder, one striker. Which position and player? So you can only buy one of the three. Which position and player would you get? Uh, I'll start with you, Elijah. Uh, well, actually, I'll let you think. Reem's probably got about five options for each. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what position and player would you go with, Reem's? You can only get one uh, of the three. I'd think I'd go with a striker. I like. I think my main two options is Colo Moani or Harry Kane. Okay. Uh, Seb? I'm going Strack and I'm going Harry Kane. <laughs> and you was uh, Elijah? Yeah, I'm go- I am I, I was thinking between goalkeeper and striker, but yeah, I'll go striker and Arsenal. Okay. Uh, next question is from Levy2. Which cup should we prioritise because our fixture run is crazy and the squad is mad thin and lacks quality and depth? The one that we're in the final for. Oh. Uh, League Cup. Um, so, if we're talking about rotating and resting, you're gonna you're looking to do that in the FA Cup and the Europa League. Yep, Europa League. I think is a is a dub. Barcelona are gonna pop us. Um, and... They're good now. That's that's actually pissed me off. Yeah, and um, yeah, they were looking shaky for a bit. Yeah, yeah are, are you shit or not, Javi? Like, let me know. <laughs> let me know what I'm dealing with because he's a he's a long term op of mine. He's having that. Uh, Teta thing where he's like, just just show if you're shit or not. We're like, this is <laughs> uh, let me know if I'm gonna hate you or respect you. Yeah, just man. Know. Which one is it, man? Cool. Um, uh, last question: If Ten Hag's plan for the side is to be a possession-based team that can sustain pressure, who needs to be replaced? This give and take ball at the moment is getting Bruno. stressful. <laughs> Let me get out my list like Chris Jericho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> actually, number one, the number one player is De Gea. No, that, De Gea. That, that's number one. The number one is De Gea. Um, and then Bruno for me. Yeah, Bruno. Yeah. And then Ericsson. 
Ericsson, God. Ericsson, and then Varane, but Varane defensively kind of makes up for it, so it's whatever, but he's also injury prone. We can survive so, with Varane. We can survive yeah, with you, Varane. you can survive with, with Varane because, at, because, because the way he plays football, like he actually... Like, like you know, with someone like Maguire, who's decent on the ball, but he does he plays so slow. The Varane actually tries to punch in quickly and he tries to move, move the ball quickly. Mm. And, and he gives somebody the steps against his feet as well. He yeah, gave somebody yeah. the steps against Arsenal. I can't remember who it was. Say, say again. He he dubbed somebody against Arsenal. I can't remember yeah, who it bro, was. Yeah, bro, like that game that that guy was doing chip balls. I'm thinking, where did yeah. he get this package from? Yeah, bro? what does he know? <laughs> we need Axel. We need Axel Dezassi though because. He's oh yeah, that, that, that'll be a good backup. He's insane. That's that'll, perfect ground backup. That'll be a good backup. You know, I'm still pissed. Don't understand he missed yeah, out how, on... how how bad the hair is for us. Yeah, man. So pissed he missed out on him. But no, like the hair is like the hair, the hair is like fifty percent of our problems. He is such a big handicap. It's crazy, you know. Like just in like not even just on the ball, just in terms of goalkeeping. Like he's he's oh. Doesn't control the box, doesn't dominate his box, can't pass the ball, doesn't have composure, he's error pro. Like, he just has so many bad things about him, man. Well, because he does one good, one, one good, uh, close, close save in what in 10 games, everyone goes like, and but I don't even think, do you think the fan base are like particularly positive towards him generally? I think people, people are deluded, man. No, bro, it, 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 it's split where some people can see it and some people just won't or can't. I can't, be, I can't believe, at, still at this time, like, people are saying he's, he's, ha- he's having a, a good season in terms of shot stopping. He's below average, statistically. <laughs> he has been average since 2018 at shot stopping. You, you can't tell me he's been good. No way. Oh, yeah. it's, just, it's just annoying, man. Yeah. Um, so we're saying <clears throat> De Gea... Bruno, Ericsson. Is there anybody else that desperately needs to come out of the team for us to get to the sort of team that Ten Hag needs to play his style of football? Do you know what's so crazy? If we make those three changes, it would that that uplift will be so insane. It like we would look like a totally different team. And it's yeah. so crazy that just those three. I'm, I'm, I'm That's giving, two of us starting central. Nah, this shit is crazy, man. <laughs> I'm giving Luke Shaw to the end of March. I want to see no, that. Now, Luke, Luke, Shaw's one of our, Luke Shaw's one of our most technical players. No, but, I know, but I want to see something. That guy, yeah. that guy let me down. I, want, I need to see something. I need to see something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too many false storms with Lucas, man. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 thing, the thing is, with Shaw is not, it's not about his technical ability. It's just the fact that he, like, he's playing for that new co- contract right now. Who, who knows? He might he might have agreed it before the Arsenal game, so that might. Fam, explain that him. Arsenal game set 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 him back about hundred <laughs> years, bro. I need, I, need, I need to see something. I'm gonna I'm gonna allow him because it's Saka, and I'm gonna allow him because of the fact that he probably gets called by Saka in training all the time. Yeah, do you know what? And... That's all it is. I, 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 I know he's got, he got flashbacks to 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 England training because yeah, I yeah. know Malaysia doesn't care. That guy is. Reckless, that guy, reckless, reckless, aggressive, aggressive. Reckless, reckless. He's going in, man. He's going in. He's breaking you know something. Well. You know he might get skipped past one, one once or twice, but he might shake um, a, a man up, and that's what we needed. That's <laughs> what we needed. He's a bit of a lunatic, isn't it? Yeah. You're God's child, yeah? All right, how about Do you know what Malachi would have done in that game, Mario? He would have... 
I would have just smashed into him. Just made myself feel. Just to make me feel better. We're getting fucked. <laughs> just into Brother, he was. Brother, don't, don't, there is no way Saka is getting is getting let in on his left hand side. He's getting cut down before he's getting through. smashed into just to make man feel better. You're not gonna pop us for seventy minutes, nah, B. Not on my watch, man. The hell? Oh man, cool. Yeah, we're we're in a good place, guys. We've got another big week. The games continue to come thick and fast. We're looking to get a couple of Patreon pieces out to you this week too. Um, but yeah, just trying to make United great again. Elijah, Sebi, Reams. As always, lads, a pleasure. Peace. Love. Peace. Peace. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Sports Social Podcast Network.